This is Michael Miracle, producer of the I Work For Him radio program. Thanks for listening to the I Work For Him podcast. You can catch the show live weekdays from 3 o'clock until 4, locally in Tampa Bay on AM 570 and 910 WTBN and online at letstalkfaith.com and iheartradio.com. And swing by our website for all things I Work For Him at iworkforhim.com. That's iwork4him.com. And now, today's podcast broadcast. You've tuned into the fastest one hour in Christian talk radio. And no, we're not in Tampa. Tampa Bay today. We're in Overland Park, Kansas. That's right. Martha and I are on the road this week for the National Faith and Work Conference. We're on the road for the Made to Flourish Conference. And we're on the road to bring you fantastic radio from all over the country. And today we're meeting with Kathy Box. That's right. You recognize that last name. Her husband's that famous guy that does that one minute integrity resource moment every day. Well, Rick and Kathy Box work side by side in ministry and they're working on unconventional business groups, which you've heard us talk about a lot on the air. So we will get with Kathy Box in just a second. You know, if there's one thing I know, Martha, it's that women are different than men. Yes. That's I'm right. glad you know that. <clears throat> no, and I, and I know, I just said it, it's shocking a little, isn't it? What I think is more shocking is that most ministries fail to recognize this. God created us differently. We see life differently. We solve problems differently. We feel differently. We're very different. And when we're in business, we're still different. Over the past four years, Martha and I have scoured the country, interviewing hundreds of faith and work-related ministries I'm always looking for those faith and work ministries that focus on women and helping them in a unique way to bring their faith to their work. Well, last year, when Martha and I were out in Kansas City last year, about a year ago, we spent some time right here with Rick and Kathy Box from the Integrity Resource Center. Rick is been, has been an often-time guest on the show, and at that time, Kathy was being led by the Lord to start a unique, women's-focused, unconventional business group. Wait till you hear about this. Kathy Box, welcome to I Work For Him. Hi. <laughs> you know what? We've got we've got pet issues right here online. We're going to have a great time. And we've got, what's the name of your dog's name? Sammy. Sammy is coming on the air with us today. We're pretty sure that that's going to happen. But in the meantime, Kathy, why don't you just talk about how the I Work For Him message resonates with you? You know, as you hear that I Work For Him, how does it resonate with you? I work totally for him. Everything I do is for him. And I know that I can do all things through him who strengthens me. But I also know that I can do nothing on my own unless I am grasping onto the vine. Yet there's been times, I'm sure, in your life where you have tried to do things on your own, I imagine. Oh, gosh. <laughs> lots and lots of times. What's been really cool is watching you walk alongside the Lord as he has challenged you to get these, to work on this unconventional business group for women idea. Talk to me about how you've seen the Lord work in the intimate details of your life recently. You know, last summer, Rick has the quarterly luncheons that we do every quarter. Right. I began thinking about the women that attend the lunches, which is not really a large group of people. And um, I just began to have a heart for them. And I was very sad thinking, how can we get the women to connect together? So I began talking about it to my friends and people at the luncheons. I talked to people in Kansas City and St. Louis, and everywhere I went, people were very excited about this concept of unconventional businesswomen. And so the more I talked, the more I started thinking about pulling the women together to accomplish our goal. And um, that is what I do. That's how God's gifted me. Well, and so step back. I mean, and I love that vision. I love the fact that you... Uh, the Lord's latest on your heart. 
How have you seen him work in the intimate details at this, as this whole vision has expanded in your mind? How has this worked for you? I mean, how, how have you seen the Lord go, hey, he's seen dotted this eye, dotted this eye, put it in place. What have you seen? Because you, you've had some struggles along the way, too. Life hasn't been perfect as you've been doing this. No. Um, my mother was diagnosed with dementia Alzheimer's about five or six years ago. And last summer when I was thinking about putting this together, I moved her five times into the different facilities trying to find the right place for her. Our son with special needs was going through some very difficult times. We finally found um, a very good doctor to help us through that. And, um, and then I began thinking about how God has gifted me to pull women together. Would you like to hear my first story of sure. when I put people together? Absolutely. In my neighborhood, we all grew up together from kindergarten all the way through. And there was a young man that lived next door to us. He was probably two years older, and he had muscular dystrophy. And I remember him just being slowly back into a wheelchair. Back then, Jerry Lewis had the marathons sure for the Labor Day. And um, I sent off for a carnival kit. I organized the entire neighborhood to run a muscular dystrophy carnival. And we sent however much money we made to the Muscular Dystrophy Association. Mm. That was my first time I can remember pulling people together. Wow. So God really gave you a gift to do this. Yes, yes. But the the difference is, is that I bring people together to accomplish the goal, but I'm the one that sort of delegates to people this is what I need done and what God has done is he's brought the people that I need to fit into each of those Mm -hmm. places and I'm just like the carnival director I know what people are doing and I make sure that they're following along but I don't necessarily do the work right because frankly I'm not very business oriented yeah but not everyone is gifted to bring everybody together. So you have seen God's gifting and you're using that to make it, you know, um, to execute it, make it happen. Yes. That's neat. And God has, for example, he brought me two strategists Mm -hmm. and one was a prophet for a prophet strategist and the other was a nonprofit strategist. And I was a little concerned at first thinking, well, how are they going to work together? But they did an awesome job. And we began meeting like last February, mm-hmm. and we met every month, and then this summer we met in smaller task groups, and we just finished writing what those two strategists had put together for me. And so it's just neat to watch how God puts everybody in that place. Well, and a lot of times when the Lord lays a vision on our heart, we're like, okay, let's get this done. Let's just go. But you have had the wisdom to just say, okay, I'm not going to do this on my time. I'm going to let the Lord do this because this has been fermenting for over a year at this point in time. Yes, and we have not rolled out what we are planning to do yet. We just finished, we have three initiatives and we finished the second initiative. We will be meeting Monday to finish our third initiative, which I can tell you about in a little bit. Then my group in Kansas City, my leadership team, we will meet together and we will go through the whole strategic plan. And then we will roll it over to St. Louis to the leadership team over there. And then in January, maybe the first part of February, we will all come together mid-state. So you got groups in Kansas, groups in St. Louis. What about Tulsa? Because I know Rick has meet. You're not not going to Tulsa just yet. We so are not start going with Kansas to Tulsa. City and, and, okay, all right. So why don't you just describe 
the overall vision of what the Lord has laid on your heart. And then we'll get into some of the, the more details after we come back from the break. What, what, what exactly are unconventional business groups for women? Well, I can tell you our mission and our purpose. Okay, perfect. Would that be okay? That'd be great. The mission is to transform communities of business women to be impactful and living out their Christian faith at work. Mm. And then the purpose is business women of faith pursuing excellence, excellence through community, authentic relationship, and shared resources. So what does that mean to you? When you, when you see that stuff, when you're, you're meeting with these women, you've got these leadership teams both in Kansas City and in St. Louis, what, is, what do you see as the, you, you, you've got this mission, this has come out of, out of their heart needs. What is it that your hope is for these business women coming together in these unconventional business groups? Okay, you know the Verizon commercials on TV. You've got the map of the United States with the red lines going everywhere. Sure. Picture that smaller in a city and start with Kansas City and then also St. Louis. And then I can see it through the state of Missouri and then beyond. It will be able to be replicated, I believe. Mm -hmm. It's sort of like a picture of that, but the other idea is if you have a handful of stones and you throw it into a pond, mm -hmm. because each pond has been given that power of the create well of the arm to be able to throw the stones. Each stone makes its ripple, right? And each ripple affects the other ripples, mm -hmm. and it begins to spread out. So my hope is that we can begin to help women, Christian business women, business women. I take that back become stronger in their faith and as they become stronger and more sure of themselves in Christ's power they can begin to impact their own world which significantly impacts the business world when you, you step back for just a second from not just Christian business women you went just to business women when we come back I want you to elaborate why that is uh, why that's significant because that was a pretty big thing all right we're talking today with Kathy Box and she and Rick Box have unconventionalbusiness.org. That's a website that will lead you right there to Integrity Resource Center, but unconventionalbusiness.org. Check it out. We're working on They've already got men's groups getting, getting ready to go. they got women's groups getting started. They're, they're figuring it all out. How is the Lord moving in the business world for women? That's what we're talking about today. You're listening to I Work For Him with your hosts, Jim and Martha Brangenberg. Martha, we've been on the road now five days. Six, five days? Six is that days. all? Six days, <laughs> it seems. Started off in Jacksonville. We had an incredible time last Friday at Jacksonville at the mayor at the not the mayor's prayer breakfast, but at yeah. the Salem prayer breakfast. Pastor Pastors appreciation, appreciation lunch. lunch. And that's where were you? I, I know where I was. We prayed along the way, and, and that was the beginning of this road trip. Then we spent a couple of days in uh, in Nashville. Yep. Got to really have a great time in Nashville with some friends, and then the last couple of days we got to check out Branson, Missouri. Did a little quiet time. I know that's really hard for you to believe, but Martha and I did not go on our computers yesterday. Mm -hmm. That was really very, very good. But today, we're in Overland Park, Kansas with Kathy Box. Kathy Box and her husband, Rick, are working on unconventional business. When you think about unconventional business and you think of it in reference to Christ, what do you think of? You should check out their website, unconventionalbusiness.org. But today, we're talking with Kathy Box about unconventional business groups for women. This is an idea that the Lord has been fermenting, cultivating, molding in her heart over the last couple of years. Kathy, why don't you, right before the break, we were talking about you made a distinction. You said, hey, this isn't just for Christian businesswomen. This is for businesswomen. How, how, how do you plan on addressing that? How do you plan on dealing with, why did you draw that distinction? Not just Christian businesswomen, but businesswomen. 
There are varying degrees of Christianity within each of us. I want people to feel comfortable coming into whatever setting we decide we want to be in. I can automatically tell you that unless somebody is a Christian, they're not going to feel too comfortable joining in with some of our activities. Not all of them, but some of them. And so the mission, you know, to transform communities of business women to live out their Christian faith says it all. So in essence, who I'm targeting are professional business women who want to make a difference. And, and that allows them to live out their Christian faith, which will in time transform themselves, transform their homes, and transform their work. You're not just going to limit it, though, to Christian business people. You're going to open up the door to, to, to business women. Yes, but it will have the Christian foundation. And we will most assuredly talk about Christ and God. We will not dumb things down, but we're not going to market it as come to a Christian unconventional businesswoman. We want it to be unconventional businesswoman, and when they come in, it is what it is. Right. They're going to hear about Christ at the same time. The, the one thing I need to make very clear there is that clear though is that it is for professional women. Right. And so it, just because I'm not going to market a certain group of women doesn't mean they won't be allowed to come. But I am marketing. I, we will be marketing the professional businesswoman. So you're saying this isn't for at-home moms? Not unless they have a professional business in the home environment. Right, right. Um, Multi-levels, for example, Norwex, um, Tupperware, etc. Amway, right. I will not target them. Right. They are more than welcome to come. But I will not target them because so you're, you're this looking is... for women that are running businesses, women that are leaders in their organization. I mean, pe- women that are they're working in an office. They're they're dealing with issues that business people are dealing with. Yes, they can be in management. They can be Christian owners. They can be mid managers. They can be people that are fresh out of college. Whatever their professional setting is, as long as there's that desire to improve on what they are doing. Right. So. When we were talking before, you, you, you understand very well, I think we all understand, that God created men and women very differently. How do you think that translates into the work world and ultimately into where you see unconventional business women fitting in? Oh, good, good question. And understand that unconventional business women is not separate from unconventional business network, which is under the umbrella of Integrity Resource Center. Right. This will be a supplement. Mm-hmm. It will be still a part of the global community Sure. as, as far as what Rick is doing. But men and women do think differently. Um, we do things differently. And oftentimes we have a lot more, or let me say different, responsibilities from the home environment or from ourselves and we process through that differently so I'm not saying that we do things better mm-hmm. we do things uniquely right and differently and some of the topics that women may need to address are going to be some of those topics that aren't discussed they need to be able to be brought out onto the table right the things that men wouldn't necessarily talk about is that what you're saying Yes. So, for example, widowhood, singlehood, being out of the workforce for 25 years, your kids have grown up and now I want to enter back into the workforce. Let's go a little deeper. What about the women that are post-abortive? In my generation, 50% of women 
let's say I'm 59, 50% of women had ha have had abortions. They're sitting in the churches. They're sitting everywhere, and nobody really talks about it too right? much. No, too much. Nobody ever talks about it. No. So one of the parts, one of the little pieces that I want to incorporate into unconventional business women is let's talk about some of these issues. Because some women, um, many of them that have post-abortion symptoms, that's going to affect their workplace. Yeah. It's going to affect their sense of who they are. Mm -hmm. And I have places I can shepherd them to. Mm -hmm. So we won't tackle those by setting up groups. But one of the components in unconventional business women is to be able to send them to where they can get help. In Kansas City, there's KC Single Moms. There's Gateway of Hope in Olathe, Kansas, which helps with counseling. Mm -hmm. There's If Not for Grace for post-abortion. There's all kinds of activities. So it really sounds like one of the elements of it is getting to know the women and getting to know how you can help them to be a better professional means helping to get them to get maybe the personal um, support that they need to deal with something that they, they might be struggling with that in a regular um, luncheon round table is not going to come to the surface. Yes, but you have to understand that that's my heart. That's my mm -hmm. heart. Sure. And many of the women, in fact, most of the other women on my committees, <laughs> they're all about the workplace. Mm -hmm. So when if we have a forum or if we have a get together, we're not going to talk about those issues. Right. Okay, we might one month if it's my turn, but we're going to address strategic planning. We're going to address ethics in the workplace. We're going to going to address a lot of the issues that are pertinent in today's business world. Right. Mm -hmm. So, but your heart, because your passion is well, your heart has not been business. I mean, Rick's been the business guy. You've been you were it was nursing, wasn't it? I was. I was a pediatric nurse at Children's Mercy Hospital. Which which is that, you know, you've got mercy as one of your gifts. But that's one of those things where you understand No, you don't. <laughs> I've never seen a nurse that didn't have mercy as a gift. Oh, there's a lot of us. <laughs> we're very organized. <laughs> there you go. But when you look at the your you approach ministering to business women differently than than just the average woman because you understand okay business women have issues they're dealing with not only are they moms a lot of times a lot not only are they wives a lot of times but they're business people but they're also dealing with a lot of issues that all women are dealing with some of the things you've just talked about yes so this is an opportunity for them to come in and be encouraged to connect their faith to what they're hearing on sunday with what they're doing in their nine to five but to do it in a way that's really relevant yes Yes. And I also believe that that is why God has gifted me with the leadership teams that I have in Kansas City and St. Louis, because they see things totally different than I do. Mm -hmm. And if it weren't for them, I would not be able to move forward. And by the grace of God, he has brought these women forward that are able to say, Kathy, what about this? Mm -hmm. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I guess you would think about that. Right. Well, and a lot of the groups that are out there, there's a, there's a lot of business groups out there for Christian business people, but there's not a nationwide network of business groups for women. And so, and, and that's why I love about what you're trying to do with unconventional business uh, groups for women is that that it may it may end up meeting that need because there's a there's some big needs out there for that. Yes. I know you're just starting. You're small. I know it's just can't. I don't want to overwhelm you. Right now, she's about ready to throw her headphones off. And I'm like, no, I don't want to do this. But when, when you look at the support, when, when people start hearing Kathy Box is working on an idea, unconventional business groups for women, what, what, what kind of support, what kind of encouragement have you gotten out there? Oh, my gosh. Just tons of it. And um, 
I guess people have been thinking about this for a very, very long time. I have a lot of women that want to be a part of the teams now, but I need to hold them back for a while. I need to work with just a smaller team. Each leadership team has somewhere between 15 and 20 women. And each leadership within that team, my posse I call them, is five women. Okay. But I have people that call or Rick forwards me their names, and they're very mm -hmm. interested in signing on and being a part of all the planning. When you're going to find after today's show that there's women across the country that are going, oh, this is something we need in our city. <laughs> and so don't, and I know that you're, you're not ready to launch yet, but I know that for unconventional business women, this is something that I believe will explode because there's such a desperate need for it around the country. There really is. Who is going to be that perfect candidate? Let's remind people again, because we got people that just might have just jumped in. Who would be that perfect candidate, somebody to join the unconventional business women group? The professional businesswoman, one who wants to make a difference in their world um, with themselves, their families, and their work. Fantastic. Talking today with Kathy Box about unconventional business women. And she's working on launching unconventional business women groups in a couple of cities, Kansas and St. Louis. Kathy, you've got the, a mission. You've got three initiatives that you want to accomplish through these unconventional business women groups. What are those initiatives that you're trying to accomplish? Well, we've, we are working on finishing up the last two, and Monday we will finish up the third one. So the first one is faith-based professional development. I call it skill building. It's my personal favorite. Okay. Um, the second one is community resource, and that deals with the community at large, who we connect with, who we can collaborate with, who can we put together to accomplish whatever need that person or group has. Nice. And the last one is operational excellence. And that is a team that we'll meet with Rick on Monday. And they will be working on how we can make unconventional business women more self-sustainable and who we need to hire, who we don't need to hire. It has to do with all of the financial aspects and how to run the organization efficiently. And his book, Unconventional Business, really deals very, very well with that. It's, it's a fantastic book. And I, I love Unconventional Business Women because it is what I love about this whole idea that the Lord started laying on your heart really just right before we came out here last year mm -hmm. is that there's such a desperate need for Christ-centered faith and work groups for women, business women, because they have different needs than business men. And, mm -hmm. and because, well, because they're different. Yeah. So, I mean, as though Kathy talked about earlier, we know that women process things differently. We wear different hats when we're away from work. And um, we also, God just wired us differently. I just recently read an older book of Shanti Feldon's about um, uh, women in the workplace. And all the things from, you know, we want to know, we want to talk through all the details. Well, a man just wants a bottom line. And if he wants more details, he'll ask for them. And so we need to learn how to relate in our workplace, how to do that well, but yet still be true to ourselves. I mean, there's so many things that um, women just um, sometimes organizations or meetings are led by men and they're very, very good. And I love attending co-ed um, opportunities in the business world, but they don't meet every single one of my needs. And so I think that's a lot of what Kathy is seeing here is that there are just different needs for a woman to meet. 
Let's let me talk a little bit about the faith-based professional development initiative. Okay. okay. Because this is really the to me it's the meat of the organization. And what one thing I haven't shared but it is very very important to my heart is that um, we come together women and I can explain how we plan to do that. But not only do I want them to be authentic, but I want this to be cross-cultural. My heart is very, very much for racial reconciliation. Amen. And if you knew where we came from, and then we also have a third daughter who's adopted. She's biracial. Mm -hmm. And that has hugely influenced me. Mm -hmm. So when you when we look at the faith-based professional development, I'm just going to say skill building from now on, um, one of the things we want to do is we want to develop tools to equip the women and in the workplace. And not only do I want Caucasian women, but I am wanting African-American women to be a part of this. If I know of Asian women who are professional women that are interested, I am great with this. I had um, really any group of your, you, you, you want to, you don't want to limit to any group. You want everybody to feel welcome. Yes. But again, it will be Christian in foundation. Sure, right. Of course. So we, culturally diversity. Yes. So on both of my teams in St. Louis and Kansas city, I have a diverse group of women already. Mm -hmm. Sweet. And, and so we want to, we want to write and have tools to help equip. So we will be writing some workbooks. We might be writing a book of sorts of stories underneath different chapters. That hasn't been decided yet. We will have times to get together for professional development. Rick has quarterly luncheons. We will not have quarterly luncheons. They will be smaller. They will be more informal. I'm not sure what they're going to be called yet, but that will be for professional development. Mm -hmm. And we will also have what we call unplugged connections, which is really adventures. And it's all about fun. And that is me because we only live in this world once and it's very heavy. Sometimes I want to have fun, mm -hmm. but back to the professional development part of being diverse. When I stayed in St. Louis, I stayed with a dear friend of mine that's an African-American woman, and we had a conversation that I'll never forget. When there are a group of African-American women sitting in a meeting of sorts, my friend told me that when a newcomer comes to the meeting, if you don't announce yourself and say, hi, I'm Kathy Box, I'm here to join your meeting, if you don't do that, that's considered rude. But in the in Caucasian world, at least the way I understand it, you don't interrupt because that would be rude. You wait until someone kind of nods at you or they motion you to another chair. Hmm. In the Asian culture, from what I understand, you don't show the bottoms of your feet on your shoes. We need to be able to have dialogues like this. We need to learn from each other, not just men and women, but women of other cultures. Mm -hmm. And then the millennials. I've got several millennials on both of my teams. It's wonderful. They do things totally different mm -hmm. than we do. I'm kind of in the middle of the baby boomer sect. Mm -hmm. But if we don't dialogue and we don't include those millennials, we're going to lose it in a few years. And Jim and I love that conversation because really the generations are different cultures as well. So yes. that's the diversity there. Yes. And um, I know that we both can say that we're very excited that that is part of your vision because mm -hmm. there is a real need for it. But you have to have that authenticity and you have to have that safe place to have that conversation and say, I had no idea that I was being rude by, you know, trying to be respectful, you know, because of what, how we were raised. All right. So. 
whenever something is going to be really awesome, the enemy starts to get involved. And he likes to be able to put roadblocks, and he likes to throw bombs at you. He likes to discourage you. And how, how have you seen the enemy uh, attacking you as you have really started developing this idea and as you guys get ready to launch on Conventional Businesswoman? Oh, my gosh. Satan's been alive and well. It's been one thing after another. It's calm for a while, and then, poof, something big happens again. We are oftentimes hit with mechanical difficulties. The car goes on the blink, or we need to spend money to get something fixed. Um, This year, he kind of started attacking my family Mm. and um, distracting them, which is easy for me to be distracted because... You know, we all feel sad when something happens to those in our family. Sure. And we all say, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Mm -hmm. And then we've also done a little bit of study on spiritual warfare. Um, And so we put the armor of God on and we support each other through prayer. Amen. And sometimes it's really hard when you feel you are being oppressed. And I just stand firm and say, you've got no hold on me. Mm-hmm. Jesus, you are there for me. And I've gone through enough trials in my life now that I know that this too will pass. So let's just encourage our listeners with knowing that you have had, you know, extra things you feel you've uh, observed that Satan is alive and well, as you've said. How can you equate that to what what God really might be doing in these groups? I mean, is it is Satan worried? You think that's why he's uh, giving extra pressure? I think he knows that this formation, unconventional businesswomen in general, mm-hmm. will make a huge difference in the world because it's a, it's basically an untapped market. Mm-hmm. I know there it are is. there are different similar groups, but I really believe that this is going to be huge in the world, and not only for unconventional network, but I think globally. I think that this organization will make a huge difference. And Mm -hmm. I think he knows that. Mm -hmm. Well, and really, when I look at the faith and work movement, and and, and most of the time, we don't get to get in the ground floor with ministries that are just blossoming. We often, you know, catch up with them two, three, four years down the road. So we're excited to be here with you at the ground floor as you're ready to launch. Talk about what this looks like for you when you look at, okay, unconventional business women. At, At first, is it going to be Monthly groups, do you think, in Kansas City and in in St. Louis? What what do you think it'll be? I see us having unplugged connections or those adventures maybe twice a year and maybe three times a year. There's a team that's already established that's looking into that. I would like to take us on a canoe trip. I would like to have us do something just fun and exciting because that's kind of how I am. On the professional development, I think we're looking at maybe once a month. Mm-hmm. We're not sure exactly how, where, and when that's going to take mm-hmm. place. We know that with the millennials, podcasts are huge. They're huge. They are huge. Yes, and I can kind of see a podcast situation where it's kind of this is what's it called? This is second. I am second. There we go. And the TED Talks. I can kind of see a merging of that where women take place and they're a part of that. Right. This will be a community effort. This just won't be me. It'll be many of us working together. Well, I love the fact that you've got these these groups that are guiding and coming alongside of you both in both cities. 
We're talking today with Kathy Box from Unconventional Business Women. Check them out online at unconventionalbusiness.org. And she just kind of laid out for the last three segments of the show, what does unconventional business women look like and just what are all the components going to be? And they're still working through some of the fine-tuned details. As I said before, Martha, we don't often get on the ground floor, get to talk to people from ministry on the ground floor. But because we knew this was brewing over the last year, we really wanted to highlight this today. But there's probably, Kathy Box, there's probably some women around the country going, hmm, I want to talk to Kathy Box about this. I want to, once they've got all their details figured out, I want to figure out how we can multiply this in San Francisco and in, and in, in Rhode Island, maybe in, in, in Maine, and how about downtown Boston? They might want to be able to multiply this. How can people get a hold of you? How do you want people contacting you? Through my email, Kathy at IntegrityResource.org. IntegrityResource.org. Kathy at IntegrityResource.org. And you can also <laughs> check out the website, UnconventionalBusiness.org. UnconventionalBusiness.org. Kathy, let's learn a little bit about you personally. You know, how do you see your job as a mission field? You've got lots of different facets of your life. How do you see all those pieces coming together as a missionary? Well... I was originally a nurse at Children's Mercy Hospital. I've said that before. My favorite jobs were um, the hematology oncology unit. And then after that, I worked in the recovery room. That is a huge mission field. Mm -hmm. I wasn't really a Christian at the time, but there was a woman that I met um, who planted one seed in my brain. And she said, our life is but a (laughs) compared to our time in eternity. And I never forgot that. As I have moved forward in life, I just view everything I do, everywhere I go, everyone I meet as an opportunity to shine the light of Christ that's within me outward. Right. So that's what it's like living in the mission field, because my whole life is a mission field. But you've got a ton of roles that you carry for a lot of people. I do. I do. Um, I am a wife. Rick and I knew each other in high school. We met later. I have... Um, three children. We have two biological children, an adopted third daughter that came about five years after Jeremy was born. We have a son with special needs. That's Jeremy. Um, Rebecca is biracial. I am a breast cancer survivor. It's almost been 22 years. Praise God. That's That's so cool. You know, I think that God just decided he needed to work on me because I was fresh coming back to church. That's for sure. (laughs) I had really no clue. And it was what knocked me to my knees was the breast cancer. And then Jeremy also. Mm -hmm. Um, I was a works in progress. I'm a post-abortion survivor. And I have gone through different studies to try to come to terms with that. And... um, I am just one of those very truly authentic people. Mm-hmm. And here's what my family will say about me. This is true. I tend to go deep fast. Yeah. And when I meet people, for some reason, most of the time they open up. Not mm-hmm. always, but most of the time. And what I find that I'm also doing is where my mother is. She's in like a nursing home, assisted living center. Mm-hmm. There's about four or five who are special people. And I just love on them. I touch them. I pray with them. And I think there's a little bit of um, hospice still in me. Sure. And everything I do is is laced with prayer. And so if I can shine my unconditional love that I received from Rick that taught me how much God loved me despite myself, then I can shine for other people and show them that they too are loved unconditionally. 
So I just really, um, with all of those hats that you're wearing and all of those rules that you are, you have in this life, I really want people to understand how you have um, taken the responsibility of being obedient to the Lord in starting unconventional business women. So if you could just take a moment and, you know, I guess I just want people to hear that they too can listen to the Lord and walk out in, in courage. So what can you share on that? Okay. Well, when Rick and I first went back to church, mm-hmm. I was 33, I think, and Rick was 34. And I would say to Rick, Rick, would you pray this for me? And he'd say, well, why don't you pray? And I said, well, God doesn't hear my prayers. And I truly believe that. Mm. And then the breast cancer hit. And then I call the the next five years recovery years. Because what a lot of people don't realize is that you're dealing with the cancer after the treatment. And then slowly but surely, God began to show me that he really did hear my prayers. And I inherited a prayer mantle um, from my father when he passed away about 15, almost 16 years ago. And now I do know that God hears my prayers and I stop and I take the time to listen and I'm very cautious about what I feel God has shared with me. So in order to be obedient, I have learned for myself, I have to stop and be quiet and I also have to pray fervently and take time to praise God and and to confess Mm. because of all the people that I have met, well, and I have met many, many people. I was one heck of a prodigal. When you look at being involved in a nonprofit ministry, I mean, Rick launched Integrity Resource Center over a decade ago, and you coming alongside of him, there's lots of challenges in running a nonprofit and how it impacts you guys personally. How have you and Rick worked together in your marriage through those challenges brought on by the Integrity Resource Center? Oh my gosh, it was so hard. But I remember my mom asked, no, my dad asked my mother once if she would support him if he started dog ministry. Dad was a very good dog trainer. And mom said no. And my dad had to stay at his job all those years. So Rick came to me one day and he said, would you support me if I started this business slash ministry? And I said, oh, absolutely. (laughs) And then we started it and it was harder than I ever could have imagined. I had to learn how to be frugal. I had to learn how to be on my knees. I learned how not to take anything for granted. Most of all, I learned how to be content with what I had. Mm-hmm. And um, that was just really hard. And the other thing that Rick and I are clearly working on is we tend to be, Rick is quiet, and I am obviously a major extrovert. and Anti-quiet. <laughs> <laughs> and and we, we are working now to begin to pray together more often mm. and to sync our prayers together because Rick is gifted totally different than I am. Mm-hmm. But that's what God does that kind of stuff on purpose. Yes, he he loves, he loves bringing yes. in, he loves bringing yeah. in our different gifts together to complement and in ministry. He's needed that. I mean, that's, yeah. that's cool. How do you see the Lord's work in your heart for unconventional businesswomen coming really and fitting in alongside that puzzle piece of where Rick has been developing integrity resource center and unconventional business. Now all these years, how does unconventional businesswomen kind of fill that, that, that missing puzzle piece that, that Rick couldn't do without Kathy. It will complete unconventional business network under the banner of integrity resource center. Hmm. It will complete 
it's the it is the section that has never really been addressed. Rick's tried, mm -hmm. but I view it as more of a completion. Mm -hmm. And then eventually, someone's going to need to replace me. And Rick's not any spring chicken now. He's 61. And I think that it has to be completed before we can even begin to talk about Succession. Yeah. Perpetuation. Mm -hmm. and, and, but, I, but I believe that God is all, well, you mentioned that there's millennials involved in your leadership groups. Yes. So that perpetuation plan is already in place. You just don't know what it looks like yet. But that, when God is in something, he understands it's got to go on and it, it does, can't depend on us because you don't know if you've got another day or whether you have another 25 years. Absolutely. Uh, the millennials have been really fun to work with. And as far as unplugged community and doing things together, I have a secret little mission. Shh. I, I'm kind of matching. We're on, we're on radio. You know? Oh, you're, uh oh, that's not good. But I think that they will be very involved. I think it'll be a neat thing to see because they're out there and they mm -hmm. don't even know where to begin to connect. Mostly the single ones. Well, and I, we have seen that a lot of uh, single millennial women have absolutely gone, where are the godly men? Yes. I mean, they want to know where are the godly men. It's it just, that's just one of those things. All right. So last, last comment from you, unconventional business women. When do you think you guys will be launching? We are going to soft start in 2018. Okay. Soft start. Um, we will soft start in Kansas City and St. Louis. I'm not sure exactly when. I suspect spring or summer. Okay. I have to bring the two groups together first because it will be a partnership. It'll be a marrying of, of sorts. Right. We have a timeline for our initiatives for the skills building and for we want to have an unconventional businesswoman um, directory, etc. Right. I see that the end of next year and maybe the beginning of 2019. So, but 2018 is when things are going to launch for unconventional businesswomen. Stay tuned with Kathy Box. Check out unconventionalbusiness.org. And also, if you want to touch base with Kathy Box, find out more about this stuff, Kathy at integrityresource.org. Kathy Box, thanks for being on I Work for Him. Oh, you're welcome. It was really a lot of fun. Martha, oh. as we explore in Kansas City the next couple of days. This is exciting to hear how God is moving right here in Kathy Box's heart right here in Kansas City and in uh, St. Louis. People stay tuned on conventionalbusiness.org. You've been listening to Our Work Friend with your hosts, Jim and Martha Brangenberg. We're Christ followers. Our workplace, it's our mission field, but ultimately, I, I work, work for him. him.